The opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, and affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS and Kestra AS are not affiliated with any entity herein. Welcome to the Finance Factory Podcast, where money is serious business, but not a soporific echo chamber like the rest. This is a show for people who want to build wealth and make wise financial decisions starting now. So put away your money show preconceptions and prepare to propel your knowledge and take some action. Here's your host and financial guide, Peter Huminski. Hi, and welcome to the Finance Factory Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Huminski. And I'm excited to welcome into the Finance Factory Studios here in beautiful downtown Kernersville, international speaker and author, Janae Adams. Janae is the CEO of EMAC Consulting, and she has a really interesting story. After graduating college, she found herself in a position that many of us have with almost $50,000 in debt. But what's really fascinating about her story is that she was able to dig herself out of debt in nearly two and a half years by, po- by following the principles that she now speaks to audiences around the world. She has spoken to various corporations, universities, and high schools about financial literacy. With that, I'd like to welcome Janae Adams to the podcast. Thank you. Janae, I appreciate you coming in. Um, financial literacy is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, and I spend a lot of time working with clients and talking to them and their children about financial literacy since it's a topic that is not regularly discussed in the school system. Um, so I really, I appreciate what you're doing and look forward to hearing more about your journey and your story um, today. So um, with that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm Janae So I am um, traveling around the world to different um, places, talking on college campuses, talking to corporations about how to win with their money. Uh, and it all came from my story of paying off $50,000 a day in two years. I'm a mother and a wife, and that is definitely my most important jobs. But helping people with their money when it comes to financial literacy is also my passion. Okay, I forgot to mention um, Janae's book that you can find on Amazon um, is called Debt Sucks, Everyone's Guide to Winning with Money So They Can Live the Life of Their Dreams. So, Janae, I'm a big believer in... Um, Simon Sinek's why. And one of the first questions that I ask every guest is, what is your why? Uh, My why is to help people live their dreams. I want them to get in a financial place to be able to do that. So many people are not living their dreams today because they may be living paycheck to paycheck. So my goals are to show them how to win with their money so that they can fund the dreams um, of their life. We only got one life, so I want to make sure they live that dream. Why don't you take me back to... The beginning. Tell tell us a little bit about your story, how you got started, how you ended up to the point of writing a book about conquering debt and financial literacy. Well, definitely, uh, I was in corporate America, just living the American dream. You know, we were getting married, having kids, getting the house of our dreams, supposedly, and just being in debt. And I, I promise, if I didn't get laid off, which is the start of my journey, I would have kept going into more debt. So it wasn't until the day that I was laid off that we found out we were $50,000 in debt. 
because when you have a job, have a career, as long as the bills are being paid and every, you know, everything is pretty much good, but take 60% of that income away, you realize how real life really is. And so that's how my story started off to paying off the debt. All right. So tell me what you were feeling in the moment after you just lost your job and you realized, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? Yeah. So that day that I lost my job, I also lost a company car, a gas card, and our health insurance in one day. So the fifty thousand dollars was basically the the cherry on top of the the cake or the cherry on top of the ice cream, and it was just like, what are we going to do? And it was it was survival mode that night. It said, okay, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. Let's get out of it. And so we sat down and got our plan together. Walk me through a little bit about how you plan to. Eliminate fifty thousand dollars in debt after you've just lost your job. I mean, it's not exactly. I mean, a lot of people have faced this situation. I mean, you're not you're not the only person in the world who's faced it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people take the approach of, well, we'll just declare bankruptcy yeah. and start over, and in a few years we'll be probably repeating the same pattern over again. <laughs> Walk me through your thought process and kind of the steps you took to clean up your situation. That that first thing that we did was that night and we sat down and did what I call a dream sheet. And a dream sheet is your short, intermediate and long term dreams or goals. And so my husband and I and we had a one year old at the time, my son, Jr. We sat down at the table and we wrote down our three to six, our six to 12 months. That was the short term. Our intermediate was three to five years and our long term was 10 to 15 years. That was our goals, and that's what is still on our refrigerator today. And we put it up there, and that that's what we use to pretty much go forward. But the first step that I always tell everybody is to write your dreams down because it doesn't matter what it is. You're not going to get out of debt. You're not going to save if you have nothing to look forward to. So the most important part that we did, the most important step was that dream sheet. So that's what's the start. Okay, so you've got your dreams written down, mm-hmm. and you begin the process how did you get to the point of starting a business yeah. um, or what drove, what, what was the deciding factor to you to, to go into business for yourself? So the deciding factor was after we paid off the debt. So of course I had to go back into corporate America two more times. I had one more layoff in between those two years. Um, but once I got the debt paid off, I started my business and a lot of people, while I was getting out of debt, they will say, Janae, can you come speak to this group? Can you come speak to that group about money? And I was like, I'm still going through the process. And they said, well, we don't care. You're doing something. So just come and share that with us. And I, and I, after probably the fourth speaking engagement, I thought to myself, well, maybe this can be a business. And then I looked at one point at the time, $1.1 trillion in student loan debt. I said, well, why won't I start where they are getting into the debt? and help them manage it. And then when they get out, they can pay it off quickly. So starting them off right before they get out of college. Yeah, I'm a big believer in um, managing the college debt process and knowing it on the front end, because I ran into that issue of, I ended up having $75,000 worth of student loans when I I finished school and grad school. And remember that first loan payment (laughs) and was like, holy cow, this is a lot of money and was a lot of money every month yeah. for so many years. And I mean, we're literally just at the end of it and I just paid off one and then the the next one will be paid off in a couple more months. But it was a eye opener that if I had known some things mm-hmm. differently, yeah. then 
I probably would have made some different decisions around how I worked or how much work I did or what I put my work money towards during that time. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self when you were getting started? (laughs) So our two debts were a student loan for my husband and a car loan. And what I would give advice to my younger self is don't rush into life. As soon as we got married, I immediately started looking for a house and looking to build a house. And that is what, if we would have just stayed in an apartment a few more years, we could have saved up a down payment for a house or saved up the money to pay off that student loan. But in my head, I was telling him and telling myself, that's his student loan, that's his problem. So those that are married out there, I always tell people, when you when they say you're one, that you're one. And that means you're dead. And I was, it was my fault for the second one. Instead of getting his car fixed, which could have probably cost at the most $500, I just told him I'm tired of this car. Let's go trade it in and get a brand new all white $25,000 Chrysler 300. Because in my head, I kept saying, once again, that's his car, his car payment, not ours. And so that that is one thing I would tell people. Don't rush into life and know that, know that if you're going to get married, that that person may have debt and it's now our debt and you got to work on it together to get rid of it. That's actually great advice as far as or when you marry someone, you marry their finances yes. as well. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to separate the two, No. at least not successfully. No. At least I have not seen many opportunities to do it successfully. So what do you see as the biggest challenge you are facing? It was basically having delayed gratification, not being able to do what I used to could do and just maybe modifying it. So I love to go out to eat. I would love to try a new restaurant every other day if I could, especially where we're living at. Um, but I couldn't do that anymore. So I found free ways to get dinner. And it was, it was cooking classes that were at the local Y. And that was our date night once a month because we did not go out to eat for two and a half years. We didn't go to vacation for two and a half years. So we had to be really strategic <laughs> in what we did, but to still be able to go out as a couple. So being a, that dinner part and eating out at restaurants was a struggle. It takes a lot of discipline to do those sorts of things and do it consistently. So what drives and motivates you every day? So what drives and motivates me are my children. So at the time, we only had one child, and that was my son, Jr. And I told my husband that night we made the dream sheet because that's really our focus each and every day is that our first child was born into debt, but our second child would not be. And our daughter, Jocelyn, was not born into debt. So she doesn't know the struggle. JR knows the struggle, but Jocelyn does not. But that is my motivation for my business. That was my motivation to always stay upright and build generational wealth for them. So they'll be in a different place. That's a great lesson for many reasons, because I think most people, and I know I didn't think that way when when I was younger mm-hmm. and when my kids were younger, I think that way today yeah. that, you know, as I'm building something, I'm building something for more than just myself. Yes. I'm building it for my family and hopefully the kids one day um, will one of the kids or maybe all three of the kids will decide they want to want to be a part of it. But that's not it allows options, which I think is the most important thing is is not being stuck in tons of debt allows you to have lots of options. And it also gives good lessons for the kids to understand the benefits of delayed gratification and things like that. So many things that just don't aren't taught and don't really exist in today's society very often. So what does a typical day look like for you? 
a typical day for me is waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Uh, this we're at the time we're not in school yet. 5 a.m. working to 8 a.m. till the kids get up, and then trying to get some work done until I have to maybe help them read something or go over their words. But I'm answering emails, I'm contacting people, contacting clients, making phone calls, and creating content. Uh, I create content each and every day because there are people out there that need help. And anytime that I can get free content out to people that helps them get from one step to the other, then that is pretty much what my day is. And then, of course, I go into my second job, which is the best job, and that's being a mother, uh, especially when the kids get out of school, you know, helping them with homework, going to sporting events. But being a mompreneur is what I call it, a mom and an entrepreneur. I am working a lot. So <laughs> it's not just, you know, eight to five like I used to in corporate America. It's five to eight, then again, from 11 to two, that kind of stuff. And so it's just nonstop. Whenever I can work, I try to do it. So you find that you have to be much more efficient with your time. Do you have a morning routine that you follow in that five to eight o'clock window yeah. every day? Yeah, at five to eight every day is I get up, and I, um, I, I pray, and then I get my emails out to see who's emailed me overnight because I deal with a lot of international clients as well. And so when I get finished with those emails, I schedule my social media for the day. And once I get done with that, then it's time to really get to work and finish any kind of ebooks, any kind of um, documents that need to be done, send out contracts, because a lot of people are asleep already if they're on the East Coast and definitely on the West Coast. So when they wake up, I want my email to be the first one they see. That's that's probably <laughs> I, I would say that's probably a good a good plan or a good system as far as being wanting to be first. So I, I appreciate when I read early morning emails. Yeah. <laughs> The, the folks, I know who the night owls yeah. are and I know who, who are the early morning risers. Yeah. So what was the last book that you read? The last book that I read was Success by Darren Hardy. That, that's the one that I just finished reading. Just I'm not familiar. <laughs> I'm not familiar with 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 that book. Um, I'll have to add it to my Amazon. Yeah. List. I'm, I try to read a book a week. So oh, yeah. it's a I'm always looking for new books to add to the library. Yeah. What is your personal motto? <sighs> My personal motto, <laughs> as far as money is concerned, I always say, if it is free, it is for me. And so that, that gets a lot of people laughing because that's true. The whole point behind that is, is that when you're trying to get out of debt or trying to save money, you got to figure out ways to save wherever you can. If you if you don't have to pay full price for something, don't pay full price for anything because that's more money in your bank account to pay off debt or to save for a dream like a dream vacation. Free and discounted are are <laughs> two of my favorite things. Um, my wife is really good at um, couponing and and taking advantage of goodwill and other yeah. thrift sales yeah. and things like that. She's yeah. she's she has developed a a, a great skill. <laughs> And what, what amazes me with three kids at home, you would never even know. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. So tell me something that very few people know about you. That very few people know about me. A, a lot of people don't know, let's see, hmm, how much I love uh, superheroes and superhero movies. Some people know about, know about it. A lot of people do not. Like, I love anything that's Marvel, Transformers, X-Men, DC Comics, Batman, Superman. If you want to take two hours out of my day, put something like Thor on TV. <laughs> and I, my work is done. <laughs> I, I was going to ask who, who works for superhero. 
Uh, my favorite superhero is Wolverine. <laughs> is that because it's Hugh Jackman or just you like the character? I, I like the character because he's just very aggressive and gets things done and you just can't get rid of him. He's just always going to be there. That is very true. He is definitely going to always be there. So what is your favorite word? My favorite word is hustle. I I just think it's a, you know, it's, as an entrepreneur, you just got to do it. it all days are not going to be good days. There's going to be a lot of bad days, but you got to keep hustling because eventually you're going to get to the promised land of what, you know, what your purpose is. So my, my favorite word is hustle. Um, I would say my second one is grinding. So hustle and grind uh, because it's, 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 that's all it's about with entrepreneurship. You can't, if you don't go out and kill it, you don't eat. So <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> As I jokingly say to my kids, if I don't go to work, there, there is no paycheck for them. <laughs> Tell me about the biggest business mistake that you made. <sighs> the, the, biz, the biggest business mistake that I made, and this was when I was still in corporate America, um, just not really paying attention to business costs because the money was coming in. So I'm speaking and I'm getting thousands of dollars to speak. And then I got thousands of dollars coming from corporate America. So it's so much on my time. I'm not really paying attention to what I'm spending. And so now I learned that once I went out on my own, okay, Janae, you have to pay attention to what you pay for that flight. You have to pay attention to what you pay for that hotel, what you pay for that conference. And what is your return on investment from that conference and all that you pay? So now I really um, look at the return on investment. And is that conference worth it the next year? So people who are in business, just pay attention to those expenses and try to get as many things done for free or low cost that you possibly can. And there's so many websites out there now to do that. Um, There's no reason for you to spend thousands of dollars to get things done. I know um, costs are huge. Man, I'm always looking for ways to to save money inside the business because costs Mm -hmm. can really get out of control really fast, especially when you start looking at in the content creation side of the world, you know, there's so many different programs and <laughs> software and subscription models. And exactly. next thing you know, you've got a thousand dollars a month, yeah. every month coming out of your account. And you're like, wait, I don't even use half of these things. Yeah. Um, so you have to be very careful to not overextend it and, and make sure that the expense justifies yeah. the, the results justify the expense. Exactly. What is something that you are not very good at? What am I not very good at? Making phone calls. I am, <laughs> I do not like making phone calls to potential clients. That is the least <sighs> favorite part of my day every single day. If I didn't have to do that, if I could really clone myself to call people, I would do that. A lot of people say, well, why don't you get a virtual assistant? It's some questions within the higher education, so with colleges, that they'll ask that if you don't know what you're talking about, they will burn you and they will hang up on you. So it's actually, I have to call, but it's my least favorite thing to do. Sales, while it's the the (laughs) lifeblood of every business, is probably the hardest thing for most people to do. So I'm not, I'm not surprised it's not a, it's just not, it's just not a comfortable thing. A combination of a lot of people don't like rejection and, yeah. and it's just a difficult task in general. Yeah. So if you were 80 years old, what would you tell your grandchildren about life and about business that would be the most important thing for them to know to get a head start? Okay, if, it, if I was 80, I would tell them first and foremost to be patient. 
especially if they're going into business, that if a person says no, fine, just keep going. If somebody is out there that's going to say yes, but never give up on your dreams. Never give up when you know that what you have is going to help somebody else because there may be 10 no's out there, but there's somebody that's waiting for what you have to give them and what you have to give them can change their lives for the better. And so just, just be patient in business, be patient in life. Don't rush into everything. If you don't have the money to pay for it, guess what? It needs to stay in the store. That vacation is not going to be taken because you don't want the headache that comes after that. I actually love that advice. Patience <laughs> is a great one. Um, I think it's an under undervalued virtue. Yeah. All right. So lightning round. Okay. Favorite movie? My favorite movie is... Favorite quote? <laughs> favorite quote uh, I think it's going to be um, it's going to be from the Bible all things work out for the good of those who love the Lord that's a good, that's a good quote <laughs> um, favorite musical artist my favorite musical artist is Whitney Houston interesting <laughs> beach or mountains beach beach all the time <laughs> If I can lay on the Man, beach and write that was content, a quick, quick response. <laughs> and write content all day, I'll just lay on the beach. <laughs> See, that's you need to move the house to the I beach because then you can <laughs> then you can get that city or country. City, city is where the action is. So I, I I'm all about the city. We did favorite word. Uh, favorite book. My favorite book um, currently is the. Power Broke by Damon John. I really like that book. Um, he really just talks about how you can, you know, make th something out of nothing. And he gives real concrete examples from his own life and his own journey of that. You're like, oh, he's right. I don't need to have an investor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I appreciate what Damon's done. He's um he's very inspirational. Um, I've gotten to hear him speak a couple of times yeah. and he's really he's really. He is. Um, and he's got a great story to tell about just persistence and stick-to-itiveness that you, you hear from all successful entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but to hear it in such a way yeah. that, you know, I mean, it, it's a great story. So favorite box of cereal? My favorite box of cereal is s'mores. <laughs> s'mores cereal. My kids love that one. <laughs> The most influential person in your life to whom you are not related to. Who I'm not related to. Okay. Um, most influential person in my life currently right now is Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> I love Gary V. Gary's great. <laughs> he's nowhere near me, but I'm like, he's influencing me to go harder and harder each and every day. And that patience. His um his story is really pretty amazing. Um, I, you've probably read all of his books. Yeah. Um, he he does a great job, and um, it's it'll be real interesting to see what happens when he finally owns the New York Jets yeah. one day. Um, <laughs> to see if they can actually um win. Yeah. But knowing Gary, I'm sure he will one day own the Jets. Yeah. If you're on an island and can only bring three things with you, what would you bring? Okay, so can I say family is one, or is that, or you have to do things and not people? Generally, <laughs> okay, okay, all right, we're gonna do things. So I'm gonna do things. So my laptop, my cell phone, 
And uh, what else do I need? It's funny you don't really need anything other than that. <laughs> um, and maybe some seeds. Okay, I'll do that. And then I'm going to use my laptop to grow my business and then make enough money to fly my family to the island. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's resourcefulness, folks. Favorite meal? Um, my favorite meal is hmm, bruschetta. I really like bruschetta. It's not a meal, but it's like an appetizer that fills me up. So um, bruschetta is my favorite meal. Final question before we get to the goodbyes and allow you to tell a little bit more about your book. And um, how do you define success? Uh, Success is kind of what you talked about earlier, being able to do what you want to do, having options, having time. If I don't want to work today and I want to fly somewhere and stay on the beach, then I will. And that, that, that's freedom and that's options. If you're working in corporate America, you're working at a job, if you have a big enough savings account, um, emergency fund, and you can say, they treating you bad that day, say, you know what? Goodbye. And you leave and you go find something else because you have the skills and you have the money to back it up. So options. Well, I really appreciate your time, Janae. Um, where can the listeners find more about you and get a hold of your book? Okay. They can get a hold of my book on Amazon. And so it's Debt Sucks. It's one for college students as well as for people who are out of college. So us adults who are paying real bills and debt sucksuniversity.com is where you can reach me and my team and on social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat at Janae Adam Speak. And it's spelled like Janet, J-A-N-E-T, Adam Speak. And we'll be sure to include links to all of those things in the show notes for everybody. So again, appreciate your time, Janae. That is another episode of the Finance Factory podcast. Be sure to Tune in on iTunes and subscribe so that you can hear future episodes. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Finance Factory, hosted by Peter Yeminski. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app to catch future episodes. Please remember, the opinions expressed on this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments or solutions may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FEMRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, and affiliate of Kestra IS. Kestra IS and Kestra AS are not affiliated with any entity herein.